0: Hey everybody, you're tuning in to Mad About It, I'm your host, Becky, Becky with the good hair, that's right, it's me. Uh, so, today, ah, uh, today's episode, it's been a while since I made an episode, this is no accident, not only have I been like editing the crap out of past episodes and like trying to put really bad background music to everything but um I've been having crazy amounts of like technical problems but that's like my own it's my own issue I 100% responsibility for that but also I'll be honest like this episode this episode took so much out of me to prepare every episode like especially the more serious ones like the intersex episode uh, and hate crimes and uh, 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 transphobia. These these sorts of episodes always really, like, really take it out of me. But um, this one, this one, I, I mean, I guess it's not... It's not exclusively a gay issue. It's not exclusively a LGBTQAI issue, uh, but it's it's definitely it's definitely a gay issue. It's not exclusive to us in, in any way, shape, or form. But um, yeah, it's definitely. I think it's a gay issue, uh, and not in like a sarcastic. Or funny way uh, at all Cause drumroll Today's episode is gonna be about bitterness Uh <laughs> Why are we talking about bitterness Um I think You know remember the homophobia episode Where we talked about how There's uh like institutionalized homophobia Where like uh You know like the government Uh will Uh target or discriminate Or uh not help uh, gay people, like neglect uh, gay people, but, uh, and then there's also uh, societal homophobia, and uh, which is just, you know, like people hating on gay people, person to person, uh, not affiliated with any sort of government or institution. And then there's also uh, internalized homophobia, I think that uh, internalized homophobia inevitably has a uh, volatile component with it. Uh, You can't be internally homophobic and not have a lot of anger or fear or confusion with that. And um, while obviously not everyone is internally homophobic i'm gonna go ahead and say that i do think it's a problem i do think it's a common problem i I don't know that many gay people that aren't at least a little bit jaded i'm definitely not projecting on this um but i do feel like i am right now because i'm literally just sitting in a room by myself talking about bitterness to nobody except myself so you know am i projecting maybe uh, my own life experience is not gonna be the subject of today's episode it's tmi for everybody and uh you know i'll just go ahead and put it out there like just researching the this stuff was exhausting enough oh my god anyway so we're really off track but that that I think it needs a, it needs a long introduction. Bitterness. It's a gay issue, and uh, it's also just a people issue. You know, that's what I mean. People, people are sometimes gay. That's what it is. But uh, they don't have to be same way. Bitterness doesn't affect everybody. Not everybody gets bitter. But um, I think I don't know. I think everybody gets at least a little bit bitter at some point. You know, you get over it. That's the goal. But um, we're gonna talk about bitterness like in the sense that uh, you don't always get over it. Like what happens when you don't get over it? Like what happens, what happens to you when you just don't get over being bitter? Uh, and uh, how to get over bitterness? from a lot of different perspectives so that's gonna be hopefully the focus the focus of the episode is hopefully gonna be you know how do we how do we recover from this how do we get over this how do we how do we make a better version of ourselves no matter what the circumstance so as I said we're going to talk about this from a lot of different perspectives we're mostly going to talk about this uh kind of juxtaposing uh sort of uh, a group of christian beliefs not super descriptive about uh what kind of christianity it is i i mostly i found a lot of different uh different christian beliefs lot of online sermon sorts of things. Um, that's where I'm getting a lot of the, the the Christian feedback what I should have done. I should have just you know interviewed a priest about this. Uh, that would be pretty easy. Maybe I'll do that. That would make a lot more sense um, but uh, yeah, I don't know I guess maybe Jonathan Van Ness can do that. I'm gonna go ahead and like request that he does that I have I I would be like oh I I don't have time because I started a new job but um, I started the new job like weeks ago so I there's not there's not an excuse I'm like totally in the swing of things and uh it never never really got in the way so that would just be a total lie um anyway super off topic So bitterness, it's a gay issue. What is what is bitterness? So bitterness it gets grouped with resentment and it also gets grouped with, in my opinion, the best word I've heard in a long time. <laughs> um ranklement. Ranklement. Ranklement is my new favorite word. I think Step One of uh step one of getting over your bitterness and resentment has got to be to start calling it rankleman because it sounds way more like a condition which i'll be honest with you right up front i think you can make a real compelling case for bitterness being a a condition uh most people get out of their bitterness Most, most people move on most people most people don't dwell forever but if it dwells forever that's called something else uh a lot of different, like, fancy scientific, you know, conditions and, like, personality disorders that they've classified, you know, it's important to keep in mind that, like, all that stuff is just, like, you know, white guys in coats talking about, you know, other people's mental health. I'm sure they're right, but they don't have a super amazing track record. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, Freud... Eh, you know, all of it just eh. But, uh, the the, you know, a lot of the modern stuff is really good, but the whole point is, is theories also like when you're studying things in the mind, like moods and personalities and conditions, you know, these are all being filtered through somebody else's moods, personalities, and conditions. So, like, you can't tell me that there's any such thing as an unbiased psychologist. Uh, because that's, that's like, that's nonsense. Like, every psychologist is biased. And, uh, psychology doesn't have a lot of diversity. So, um, that can lead to some complicated shit that's not so great. Uh, psychology has historically been so misogynist. Like, so misogynist. Uh, so yeah. Um, what is what is bitterness? What is ranklement? What is resentment? Uh, it's they say that it's a combination of disappointment, anger, and fear. You know, so you say something makes you all three of those things. Something happens to you that makes you all three of those things. Um, there's. An essential element to bitterness and resentment and ranklement, uh, is that the 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 embittered person perceives their situation to be unjust. Now, I don't mean perceives as some sort of like condescending, patronizing, like, nah. I just it's a pure categorical sort of thing. It's that in order for it to to, to make sense as bitterness, as ranklement, that person has to think that that what's happened to them is unjust. So that does not have any anything to do with whether or not it was actually unjust. It probably was. Usually people don't get bitter about stuff that didn't really happen, but disappointment, anger, and fear, those three things can set you up to feel as if your perception of injustice is not correct. So if you feel that that you think you, that you're unjust but that it was actually just, your feelings and what you're telling yourself are going in opposite directions and when those two trains hit each other They're gonna crash um, It's very much like a spiral, you know The if you look at a, if you look at a if you look at a spring the top of the the coil the actual metal the metal line that forms the coil, you know what I mean? Like little, little, the, this, 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 the, this coil is made of a single tube that spirals up. That spiral is made of, of the top of the coil going up, the bottom of the coil going down. Opposing directions make the spiral. This is like, I'm I'm just, I'm describing this in like the most ridiculous way possible. I'm really sorry. But do you know what I mean? So if how you feel is pushing you one direction and what you're telling yourself is pushing in the other direction, you're going to be really at risk for a spiral of darkness. So... Um, it's just important to keep in mind that when i say perception of injustice i mean exactly that with no implications i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and uh very optimistically say that i i would believe that at least uh, it's gotta be that the over it's gotta be the overwhelming majority of bitter people are very very righteously bitter like they're very very they're very they're very righteously angry and they they are they're justified in their feelings and they perceive their situation as unjust and my beef the thing that I'm mad about is that I think that you know instead of Allowing that person to, to sort of grieve People will say You're bitter You need to get over yourself You're making a mountain out of a molehill You Are You know Your, your, your perception of injustice Is false Like the way you feel Isn't the way it is because you know when we're kids and you do something wrong and you get in trouble and you don't understand but you just feel bad that shame is just kind of everywhere it doesn't really get doesn't really get fixated on one thing but sometimes that's a good thing you know like if you play with your poop uh, and your mom scolds you for playing with your poop, that's a really good thing. Like, I'm so glad. So glad that somebody said, hey, you, stop playing with your poo. That's that's the best thing ever. So, we, you know, sometimes... Sometimes... Uh, these... Uh, bad... Experiences... Are are good so this this experience like so if uh let's go back to the 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 kid and the the kid and the poop and the parent so the parent scolds the kid for playing with the poop drawing poop pictures on the walls and stuff you know kids do this like kids do this like crazy kids play with poop like crazy uh the parent has a responsibility to scold their child for playing with the poo that action of anger surprise anger disgust anger and disgust not surprise sorry the The combination of the anger and the disgust of seeing the kid play with the poo their parents yelled at them for playing with their poo and they learned that playing with poo was wrong so uh They have their kid and they teach their kid that playing their poo is wrong. All of these things are good things. The, the interaction between the parent and the kid, what could be described as contempt. The parent had contempt for the kid. The parent was contemptuous to the kid because there was a combination of disgust and anger when the parents saw the, the poop pictures. Justly so so this is an example where contempt towards another person is actually constructive and helpful I have a big problem with anger and disgust towards uh, Things that aren't Quite that bad obviously, you know play with your poo is socially irresponsible so it's, it's a huge huge health hazard and it's disgusting because of that that's why it's so disgusting you know objectively factually socially taboo poo play um i'm happy about that uh, but when a parent has contempt for their kid because they're gay when a parent is angry and disgusted at their kids' uh, rejection of social norms, that's not constructive. It's, uh, it's actively destructive. And uh, the person that does the contemptuous behavior, like the person that has contempt for other people, usually gets like a bit of a kick out of being contemptuous you know it's a self righteous sort of thing you know it's 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 empowering to say oh gross i would never be you you know i am better than you i would never be you it's very it's very similar to pity you know like oh like that poor thing that's less than me like that poor less than me thing Deserves my pity, cause I up here on my high horse feel pity for the for the weaklings. You know, that's not as big of an offense I feel like as contempt. Like contempt can be so destructive. So if you're if you are contemptuous towards someone for something besides poo play, or racism, or sexism, or something like that, I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I don't think it's a good thing. There's, there's not a lot of circumstances where contempt is good because an an essential part of contempt is that looking down on somebody else, and there just aren't a lot of circumstances where looking down on somebody, feeling shame towards somebody, uh, or putting shame. Sorry, not feeling. Putting shame on someone is almost always a bad thing. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I feel that uh, contempt, like unnecessary, excessive contempt is a form of abuse. It's a form of emotional abuse. Uh, I know I wasn't supposed to talk about any personal stories, but my ex uh, was extremely contemptuous, extremely contemptuous very 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 judgmental but um you know i mean she was she was a bit emotionally abusive but uh and she mostly did that through contemptuous behavior but um you know sometimes because of society because of our upbringing because of any sort of thing uh people don't realize that contemptuous behavior is even happening like they don't realize that they're being degraded and they also don't realize that they are being degrading so it's not like these people are just like loud and proud bullies that are out and ready to fuck you up it's like you know hurt people hurt people i've been watching the shy uh in an earlier episode i think i called lead away the shy shy town I, I I have the ability to go back and edit but um it doesn't erase the shame it doesn't you know it doesn't it does not you know I, and if I if I don't come clean about it on this episode then I worry that I will become embittered uh, about my failure uh the the grief from my failure Will mature into a ripe bitterness, yo. So, ugh, I'm sorry. I have to make jokes because this stuff is crazy. So, uh, emotionally abusive people are contemptuous towards other people. Uh, because you get you get a high on it. It makes sense. So it's a form of bullying, you know But also, you know It's important To keep in mind That uh, Bitterness has a lot of different sources You know, a lot of different things can cause Bitterness Or ranklement. as, again uh, Hashtag Bring back Rankeman. Um So, uh real quick before we move on to other types of like uh, you know motivations of bitterness uh, I missed an important point I missed missed an important important point about contempt Uh, contempt is a perceived failure to meet an interpersonal s- standard. It's a response to s- to someone failing to meet your personal standard and then feeling anger and disgust as a response to that. So again, you know, the poop makes sense. Uh, but, um, for example, um... Uh, Let's say you're hanging out You're hanging out with a big group of people Hanging out with a big group of people And one person says a joke That the majority of the group Finds off color And nobody laughs Uh, They might feel contempt Towards the person that made the joke and that might be a good thing, depending on that person's joke. It might be constructive. might be destructive. It entirely depends on the context. So, um, yeah, the most important element of this contempt thing is that it's a, it's a status, it's a status, status thing. Uh, it's, uh, somebody looking down on you. That's really what it is. Um, So when it comes to bitterness, there's a lot of different a lot of different reasons. You can be bitter. I think it's really important to talk about grief uh, with this subject. I was doing a bunch of reading about ranklement, etc. And the overwhelming, you know majority of the Google search results were about you know, religious answers to the bitterness problem. And they all had a very strict set of recommendations that were all very similar with some combination of trust God forgive those who have trespassed against us If you can't forgive then you have to ask for God's strength to help you forgive That's that's the summary that's the that's the that's 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 the gist of that's the heart and soul of the Christian response to this. Uh, I have not looked into uh, other religions responses to this that much yet. I'm in the middle of it. Um, Since I live in America, and especially since I live in Kentucky, you know, all my cookies, all my cookies are wired towards regionally relevant things and they're just straight up aren't a lot of uh diverse religions represented uh in kentucky there's obviously you know obviously we have diversity but it's not it's not so prominent it's mostly just baptist versus catholic uh and then the atheist weirdos but, you know, Kentucky's the sort of place where even the gay people are, 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 are super Christian. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like you either get bitter about your treatment in religion and swear it off. Or you forgive religion for being not your thing and you just live your own life. Or you just didn't have a bad experience, and you just kind of like church. You don't think much of it. But all I'm gonna say is that um, my, you know, my own experience in the church was largely very negative. Um, I know that I'm not alone in this. I would say that if you're a, a, a gay person that has. Uh, a strong, healthy church community that you are lucky. But the people that I've talked to about this, they already know this. They already know that they're lucky. Like, they're not, it's not, it's not like news to them that they're lucky. Um, my problem, my problem with this response, my problem with trust God, forgive, ask God's forgiveness, and, uh, my problem my problem with it is that it it, it relies on a, an outside pyre, a, an outside power that I just straight up. just don't have a lot of uh, I hesitate to say I don't have a lot of faith in it, but I just don't. Um, but it's mostly that it implies and some some of these articles uh, explicitly state that bitterness is a sin. And the bitterness is uh, something that you need to, you know, pay penance for. You need to ask God for your, ask God for forgiveness for your sin of bitterness. You know, ranklement is a sin. So um, in that context, (laughs) you have to first ask God to heal your bitterness with his forgiveness. And then, you should, in theory, have the power to forgive the person that betrayed you, or hurt you, or traumatized you, in whatever way that they did. I- I have a hard time- I have a hard time with this, not because it's wrong, I think it's completely right, I just think it's a little bit short-sighted. I think it's a little bit too- if it makes any sense, I think it's almost too inclusive. Uh... And by being that inclusive I just think it's uh, it's exclusive you know when you include everyone, you're in a way including no one um I really I really I really I really reject the idea that uh, I really reject the idea that, bitterness is, you know, a sin that you are personally responsible for. I would say that if you are in a prolonged, embittered state, I would say that if you have, uh, I'll just, it's called post-traumatic embitterment syndrome. Uh, Do with that what you will. I don't find that helpful whatsoever. All it does is make me scared that, uh, there's a super unsympathetic way of framing a very, very human problem. And that's just, uh, bitterness is a response to something. I don't buy, I don't buy that bitterness is, uh, Is completely unjust I do buy that there are people with mental illnesses I do buy that there are people that that have uh, personality disorders That make them trapped in a spiral That they can't get out of That's very negative and very destructive And bitterness and ranklement And uh Uh depression and anxiety and all these things are part of that package i don't think that uh isolating bitterness as you know a as a as a as a personal flaw does anybody any good do you know what i mean uh An atheist perspective on this, uh, not atheist, a uh, a secular, that's what it is, a secular perspective on this would say that bitterness comes from too much sympathy, that too much sympathy and too much understanding is what fosters and fuels Bitterness. This is one of the most interesting perspectives i found that wasn't wasn't from a christian blog
1: so i'm not sure if it's secular or
0: not but they they didn't emphasize they didn't emphasize any sort of religion associated with it so i shouldn't say that it's secular but it seemed very secular to me um uh this theory emphasized uh I totally, I totally get it. I totally understand. Too much sympathy might, in fact, encourage bitterness. But um, it's just hard to say. The, The core problem I have with this is that I don't see much difference between... Bitterness and grief. The biggest difference I see between bitterness and grief is how other people respond to said distressed person. So in bitterness and grief, both of them involve a distressed, hurt person who feels. Anger, disappointment, fear, a wide variety of emotions and responses accompany both of them. They both have uh, mental health side effects. They both have the potential for that. You know, obviously not everybody that experiences either of these things, either grief or bitterness, uh, not, not everybody that experiences these things uh, experiences all of these symptoms. I'm just I'm just talking about just, you know, these are just different pieces of the puzzle. You can have all of these, you can have none of these, you can have one of these. Also, they're all just human experiences. So, you know, if you're shitting bricks because you identify with this too much, welcome to the club because that's just, that's just this part of being human. So my point is, is that I think that grief and bitterness are very, very similar. They both, uh, they both have physical symptoms. In my research for this, I found, uh, facial expression diagrams for both grief, bitterness, and contempt. Um, also, I didn't really know this. But uh, I guess depression and uh, resentment and bitterment and uh, grief all have uh, similar, like, physical responses, like sighing and uh, exasperated sayings and uh, uh, depressed body language and uh, sleeplessness or uh, excessive sleep or... um, Lack of sex drive or uh, Extreme sex drive Engagement in risky activities All of these things Are experienced by grieving people By bitter people By traumatized people All of these things Are kind of just a response to trauma The biggest difference between grief and bitterness Is how people react to who is grieving and what they're grieving about and who is bitter and what they're bitter about. I came up with something. Feel free to tell me if you think it's utter nonsense. Uh, But I look forward to it because this is where nonsense uh, goes on vacation. I think that the biggest difference between grief and bitterness are the social implications of the grief and the bitterness, or in other words, socioeconomic prioritization of grief and the validity of that grief. So um, I just think that socioeconomics are at play here. If you look up bitterness, overwhelmingly, bitterness is used in reference to women. Bitter women. Uh, There is an inherently misogynist aspect to discussions of bitterness and uh, resentment. One of the ways that people can become uh, bitter one of the ways that bitterness can grow from anger to bitterness is uh, if you're somebody who is uh, exposed to a lot of prejudice over time Uh, this is why we were talking about contempt earlier Contempt has that class association. There's a class association with bitterness, or with contempt, not bitterness. Um, There's a looking down aspect with contempt. If you are regularly the subject of contemptuous behavior... if you're regularly being exposed to prejudices, you're going to be at a really high risk for being bitter. You're going to see injustice all the time. Every day you wake up, you go outside your house, you see injustice. You get angry. That anger never leaves because that wound is reopened every day. So bitterness is different than grief mostly because bitterness is a wound that gets reopened over and over and over again and it gets opened before it fully heals or the the person with the wound doesn't take care of themselves well enough to ever heal. So it wouldn't matter how much time had passed, sometimes a side effect of these prejudices and these abuses is that that person learns to hate themselves. And then what does a person do that hates themselves? They reopen that wound all the time and just play around with it, they pick the scab. So what's the difference between a grieving person and a bitter person? The bitter person keeps picking their scab. And the grieving person either goes through the tough work and heals, sits, cleans their bandages, does that stuff, doesn't pick the scab, or they run the risk of becoming bitter. They run the risk of opening that wound every day and just sticking their fingers in it. They run the risk of seeking out people that are likely to repeat their their damages, because the only way they feel right in this world is when somebody's ripping open that wound. This happens especially when when somebody is the is is subject to contempt when they're a child, uh, beyond what's constructive, of course. Obviously I'm not saying that Screaming at poopy pictures Leads to You know child abuse Like You can make a really strong argument That if you're a full grown adult Playing with your poop You're just gonna end up in a You're just gonna end up in a mental hospital So um Corrective contempt Is not what we're talking about We're talking about the other 90% of contempt That's not corrective so grief It's talked about as a journey It's talked about as a natural process It's talked about something something normal To try to get people to accept Their grief, get people to accept their condition And get people to say Hey, you know, this bad thing happened to me. My husband died. My kid died. I lost my limb in a terrible accident that wasn't my fault. And I'm grieving. Uh, If that person never gets over it, it's negative to their health. Mentally and physically. There's negative implications on their health, negative and negative, mentally and physically. If that person gets in an accident, that's their own fault. My 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 concern is that that person is at a significantly higher risk for for bitterness and resentment, and a significantly higher risk for not being tended to, not being cared for like a grieving person, and instead being tended to like a, a you know like an idiot who deserve what they got coming for. Most people don't do that, but that's how our country is currently treating uh, drug-addicted people. Uh, Instead of saying, that person is in a spiral and they need help, they say, get yourself out of your spiral that you got yourself into. People treat bitter people the same way. Uh, When they say bitterness is like eating poison and waiting for the other person to die. Isn't that like a Carrie Fisher quote? I bet somebody else said it before Carrie Fisher. I don't want to be too sassy about it. I love Carrie Fisher, but like I'm pretty sure that somebody said that before Carrie Fisher. I agree that it's like eating poison and waiting for the other person to die. Um, but I don't agree with the medicine that is prescribed for this compared to the medicine that's prescribed for grief. I think that they are very, very similar. And I think that a bitter person could just in fact be a grieving person that hasn't been validated, that hasn't been supported, that hasn't been tended to. We all need help when we're grieving. We all need help when we're going through something Terrible. It shouldn't matter if it's their fault or not, but it just does. The socio, the sociological impact of that is is big. On it's a, it's it it really depends on the circumstance, you know. Um, for example, if a woman uh has a miscarriage. She is uh well, it depends you know sometimes if a woman has a miscarriage, she's shamed for you know somehow being an inadequate mother that wasn't able to healthily carry a healthy baby to term, which is unbelievably crazy, but that's that's shit that you only hear in like Republican circles um and then there's abortion, which in a lot of ways is very similar to a miscarriage. It's a baby that uh, isn't going to work out. Uh, Obviously, it's different than a miscarriage, but the result is the same. I think it says a lot about Uh, how our society views women that there are are that there are people at all that would blame a woman for her own miscarriage you know like the fact that there are people like that at all makes me makes me mad um but you know much much more people many many more people are getting mad at women for for abortions. I just don't understand the perspective of someone who thinks that uh, ruining a woman's life and telling her to raise a child that she doesn't want is like a good thing for society. Like forcing a woman to tend to a child that she doesn't have the emotional or financial resources to tend to is socially irresponsible. Same way that forcing a woman to carry a baby to term, this inviable, is unacceptable. But we have crazy, crazy bastards Trying to do crazy, crazy bastard shit. But I'm getting off topic. The whole point is that... Bitterness is something that that the individual has to overcome. The individual has to overcome bitterness. There's no choice. Um... I'm not sure that the Christian advice that I found is very helpful. I'm sorry. You know, ask God to forgive you for your sin of bitterness, and then ask Him for the strength to forgive others for for their sins against you. Um, doesn't doesn't cover all the bases for me, and uh, makes me feel. Weirdly so unbelievably helpless. And bitterness makes a person feel helpless. But I I I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if this is I don't know if this is even ballpark a reasonable thing to do. Um If it, was, if it was that easy, if it was as easy as just asking God for forgiveness for your bitterness and asking God for strength to forgive others, then nobody would have these problems. Everybody would go to church once and be fine. But um, I find this answer to be very, very helpful to simple problems and very, very helpful to problems you don't want to think about. For this, for for if you just don't want to, if you don't want to talk about it, so I'm confused because the number one suggestion about grief is to talk about it, and this process for understanding bitterness and overcoming bitterness, to me, silences. The bitter person's grief. And I think that resolving and acknowledging and uh, healing the wound that is that grief is the solution. I don't agree that silencing it, surrendering your responsibility, and... Surrendering You know the I In a way it's like surrendering The importance of your feelings I know that if you put too much Emphasis on your feelings it's bad But I, I really feel like you need to process this I've already said this like 15 times I think the whole point Is that bitterness Is caused by unprocessed grief Unprocessed Self-hatred, unprocessed trauma, and I'm sorry, but just telling a bitter person that they need to get over themselves and move on is just not constructive advice. This, this, it's. Uh, I would say that I would put that in the category of uh, of uh, of uh, destructive contempt. I don't think it's always meant to be contemptuous, but I think it comes across that way. I think a big part of this is just that our society hates weakness. You know, if we live in a society that hates weakness, then uh, this all makes a lot of sense. Uh, an essential part of God forgiving you and God giving you the strength to forgive others is that God himself is not a sinner. And God himself cannot sin. And, uh, I just don't fully understand the idea of this humanized God that, that, that helps others, that also somehow doesn't sin um it's not a it's not it doesn't make any sense to me uh one of the one of the articles I read said that uh uh when you find your strength in God uh God doesn't make mistakes. And if you are going through a hard time and you're mad at God, if you're angry with God, if you're bitter at God, if if your ranklement is directed towards God, you're just wrong because God can't sin. I just that doesn't help me that doesn't that doesn't make me it just makes me it just makes me feel like my my feelings are wrong uh and i don't think that that's a good way to i don't think that that's a good way to to process i don't think that's a good way to grieve um and i think that if uh if you're grieving and if you're going through something and you're talking to people about it and they're telling you that your feelings are wrong you very well may uh be dealing with a be dealing with a prick um I guess there's always a chance that uh they're right but um the thing about it is that our feelings are not are not just like our feelings are not superfluous um if you have like a severe uh mental illness and uh, you have a, a very disordered emotional state then maybe yes you you can't trust you maybe you can't trust your feelings so much but for the average person that isn't uh struggling with the incredible challenge that that is I don't think that I don't think that you should not listen to your feelings I think that your feelings are the only thing that you can trust I think that your gut that your instinct is the only thing that you can trust and if you're bitter because of something in your gut instinct some sort of injustice that you feel that you've received like a lifetime of homophobia or child abuse or racism or sexism if all these things pile onto you and and you feel bitter and you feel angry and you can't go to sleep until you've you know had your vice or had your something you know i have some some friends that are sex addicts that's how they cope I have some friends that are alcoholics, that's how they cope. I have some friends that are potheads, that's how they cope. I have some friends that exercise themselves to the ground. you get tell me that they aren't addicts? I don't think so. But all these things result in different socioeconomic, you know, responses. But, uh, uh... <laughs> I just think that if you're having a hard time and you're feeling bitter and you're feeling angry and you're feeling resentful, you owe it to yourself to take time to heal and you owe it to yourself to process what it is that's bothering you. And uh, maybe the problem is that you never talked about it. Maybe the problem is that you grieved In silence and you never talked And you didn't fully grieve And you harbored some of that resentment For the trauma that happened to you There's a lot of different types of trauma That can happen to a person If you harbor resentment About those traumas They will fester, they will turn into bitterness The solution to this is not to Shut up all your feelings And to ask God to Lobotomize you The the solution Is to fix your infection To clean that wound let's burn it burn it off no more no more bleeding no more picking at the scabs none of this you gotta clean it you gotta get it taken care of it's almost impossible for a bitter person to realize that they need to just do self-care because a lot of the time the thing that made them bitter is the thing that makes them feel like they deserved it so when you're pushing responsibility onto a bitter person to get over themselves and take it take it you know take 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 over for their lives just remember that there's a really 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 good chance that that person is actually taking too much responsibility for what's happened to them too much responsibility overburdening yourself with something can make you bitter it can make you resentful being overburdened your whole life can make you resentful To tell someone that what they're suffering through that makes them ache from the inside out isn't valid and isn't real and they need to just, you know, move on perpetuates the violence that is not acknowledging how you really feel. So remember how bitterness is a gay issue? Bitterness is a gay issue because an essential part of being gay is realizing that you're not like everybody else. And then comes the prejudice and then comes the anger. And sometimes that anger lingers and turns into something way, way worse. And that's what this whole fucking thing's about. That's what the whole thing's about. Um, gay people are too beautiful and too sensitive and too wonderful to be putting weights on their ankles like this Um, we have enough to deal with you know we have to set the pace of fashion we have to you know, revolutionize the arts. We have to, uh, you know, uh, take over the world with our fabulousness. Sometimes that overwhelming feeling of otherness that comes with being not like everybody else can change color and turn into resentment or bitterness or self-hatred. It starts as self-hatred and then it turns to resentment. So I've been saying resentment over and over and over again. Um, We need to make a quick distinction between resentment and spite. So s- resentment is a largely internal thing. So re- resentment is that swallowing the poison and hoping that it kills the other person. Um, spite is an external thing. Spite is bitterness that's turned into a vengeful action um and spite is just brutal i mean external stuff but um the thing about spite is that it's very public it's very showy and uh you get witnesses usually um you know revenge porn is something that you know guys do out of spite somebody breaks up with them instead of grieving accepting the loss saying you know maybe we just weren't right for each other uh, that person uh, finds power in contempt and does a spiteful action you know such as revenge porn um, and it's a very fleeting, temporary empowerment. But I think, much like internalized homophobia, I think resentment is the true killer. I don't think any. I don't think many people have died of spite. I think obviously uh, abusive relationships are fueled with resentment and spite. So, obviously, lots of people have died as a result of spite. Because domestic abuse is unbelievable. But, um... Resentment, the same way that internalized homophobia is a true killer, resentment is a true killer. Internalized self-hatred as a response to other people's shitting on you is like the recipe for bitterness if if someone is f- contemptuous towards you if somebody is a piece of shit and once uh, you to know it you learn to hate yourself you're doing twice the work that they that they are trying to do you're doing you're doing twice as much bullying as they're trying to get done you know and you're proving them right every time you hate yourself so the first step overcoming bitterness is to not hate yourself The next step heal that grief the next step find something to replace the addiction of being bitter and miserable—it's um, addicting. It's addicting to be miserable. It the, makes the world makes a lot more sense when you're miserable. Um, the same way that uh, you know all of this it makes way too much sense when you read. A sermon about it by a, a particularly out of touch pastor who just oversimplifies all this into into ridiculously inclusive things. Um, you know, makes sense though. Um, bitterness. It, it's it's a you know it's a cycle. Cycle of violence. Cycle of bitterness. But uh, if you stop the self-hatred, then you're stopping the bitterness at its at its core. Because if you didn't hate yourself, then you would be able to accept that what happened to you was bad, was wrong, and that you didn't deserve it, whether or not it was your fault or not. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. How many times I gotta say or not or not? I, I gosh. I hope that there aren't actual grammar nazis uh because that would not bode well for me um uh, would be really bad so i'm really exhausted it's like so late this is this is we we need to have like 15 more conversations about this you know what i need to do i need to interview a priest about this that's what i need to do so i think next time we talk about bitterness uh, or ranklement uh it's gonna be. It's gonna be with a priest. It's gonna be with an interview. Um, my problem mostly is that I just. I, I'll probably find like uh, some sort of Unitarian priest or something. I like some. I'm gonna find like a real progressive person that I can, that I can, uh, at least not get frustrated with like. You know I've just I've been uh, You know My, my ideas have, have been Shut down by a lot of pastors I have talked to pastors I talked to a pastor about being gay before And uh, I don't even remember What the response was But I remember None of it So I'm worried it was bad totally blocked it. I remember like sitting in the office and I remember like nothing for like the next three hours. So I don't know. I should just, I should just edit this out. That's so weird. So creepy. All right. We got to have a part two for bitterness. Maybe we'll just call it ranklement, but uh, thanks for sticking in today, guys. Um, If you're feeling bitter, if you're feeling resentful, do yourself a favor and take care of yourself and uh, understand that the world isn't fair, which really sucks. And uh, people, while they may not always make the best decisions, they are usually doing their best. Um, And I know that that's really hard to understand when somebody has wronged you. But, uh, you know, how could their best be that and unfortunately some people are just really really damaged you know and uh abuse is weirdly the best that they can do but it's not a reflection on you it's not a reflection on your choices um you know get a try to get up with different people but a lot of times a lot of times uh, you're not choosing the people that are doing this to you. A lot of times the people that are doing this to you are either co-workers or, or family members that you that you can't just opt out of. So uh, if you could just opt out of them, obviously just get them out of your life, just don't don't worry about it. But, um, you know, grieve, heal, recover, and then move on. But for the love of God Don't move on before you've processed Do yourself a favor And don't kid yourself about How long it does or doesn't Need to take Sometimes it it needs Sometimes you just have to take a really long time Uh, And if people aren't willing to wait Then they're not worth They're not worth Dealing with anyway Don't worry about it Remember in, uh, homophobia, there's, uh, tons and tons of queers out there. There's also tons and tons of just, like, regular people out there that you don't need to be in a relationship with who are gonna treat you really well. And make sure that the people that you're with are treating you well. Um, more often than not, people are bitter because of a bad, uh, relationship. Platonic or romantic doesn't matter people are bitter because of, because of bad interpersonal, uh, behaviors. So, go ahead and do yourself a favor. Unburden yourself from this. Unburden yourself from the responsibility of taking vengeance on somebody who's wronged you. That's, it's not it's not your place life will take vengeance on the person that wronged you uh life is ridiculously unfair some people seem to have a pretty good life but um it's also subjective that you know if you're if you're if you're bitter because of jealousy or something which i i i think that's uh probably a very common thing but i i can't speak much to this i don't know much about being bitter because of jealousy uh but I can imagine that um you know a root of that might be that you think that that person gets more than they deserve and you get less than you deserve um but I'm gonna go ahead and point out that uh everybody gets a shit deal even the people that get a really good deal you see that Black Mirror episode where they were all on the bikes and they had to like work to pay for being able to turn the TV off. They had to like earn enough money to be able to not watch TV. And if they were completely out of money and they like, and so if you did, if you didn't have enough money, you couldn't get like good quality food, and you couldn't like you uh, and you were forced to watch uh, like commercials and. Like crazy reality shows all the time as like a brainwash. That episode is nuts. Sometimes I feel that that's exactly. I mean, that's the whole point of Black Mirror. They like want you to see the parallels, but it's like an extreme, exaggerated version. Sometimes I feel like that's. Uh, sometimes I feel like that's what life is. I sometimes I feel like even if you're the people that win the, the the musical singing competition on Black Mirror. You're still just living in a nicer shitbox by yourself unable to genuinely socialize with other people. So, uh, uh, let's go ahead and try to make Black Mirror not happen. Let's have some genuine social interactions. Go to your fucking coffee shop. Smile. Make eye contact a little bit too long with somebody. Or don't do that because you might end up in a weird situation but um my point is make human connection and uh don't be bitter about it cause everybody's doing their best despite the fact that their best is really shitty it's the whole unfair part I get it I know alright man this is a doozy have a good week and that's it. Ta-ta.